2: Want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Whether you're watching a video or listening to a podcast, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. Links to videos or MP3 files can be found on Miami chronicles.com Go to MarlenePardo.com for information on new book releases. I narrate several podcast series that can be found on major podcast platforms and can also be listened to via Alexa, Sonos, and other home systems. Look for Supernatural Storytime for scary storytelling, Nightshade Diary for classic horror and adventure stories, Stories of the Supernatural for interviews with different guests on the show. If you want to get noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit Strange Than Fiction Stories tab, at MiamiGhostChronibles.com or find us on Blogspot. I want to thank you for being part of my audience and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene. For the next few seconds, you're going to hear some nice music and for my podcast listeners, this is just me showing off pictures of my chickens. So give it a few more seconds and I will be introducing our guest for tonight. Thanks for hanging in there. Hi everybody this is marlene with miami ghost chronicle stories of the supernatural how's everybody doing good i hope i'm doing good everything is well um we are of course uh everybody asks me what why don't you comment anymore about florida weather and it's like well this is uh it's hot <laughs> what can i say even though i'm not in south florida anymore it's still a a it's hot, and we they still have the traditional Florida um, afternoon showers, um, things of that nature. But it cools down a lot more at night. And I'm gonna, uh, you're gonna see the, the the people that actually get to see the video versus the podcast. You're gonna see I'm I've uploaded some pictures as promised of the chicks, and you're gonna see they're a little bit feathered out. They are, but uh that's the best i could do and you're also going to see a picture of the uh the mom i used my little my little polish hen jaja like i said she's about 8 years old so you'll see a picture of her too it was like it that was the best i could do i could i didn't even have time to shoot the video but uh yeah because everybody's wanted to see those chicks so like i said this remember this was the chicks these were the eggs that i rescued from under the shed from that little bantam that got killed and i guesstimated she had been on those eggs for about two weeks so i needed maybe like with another week and of the eight eggs that i got out from under the shed i got six to hatch and these are my six chicks so this goes to show you for anybody that's um that's doing anything with chickens you know even if you've got a hen that either gets killed or for some reason because they do do that leaves the the nest if you've got any type of uh, broody hens that uh let me tell you something. They'll take them over. And this is exactly what she did. As so a matter of fact, those eggs, I put them under like three broody hens that I have like three girls that everybody just hangs out together. And I just stuck the eggs under there. And once I hatched one chick, I took them out and I put them with Jaja because I know for a fact that she's a really good mom. And, um, and yeah, and there you go. So for those guys, sorry, podcast listeners, <laughs> but for my video viewers, that's that's the the promised uh, pick of the chicks and, and i know some people have asked me i'll do more videos of the of all the chickens running around and i'll get around to that but anyway and now let me get to um a little bit of information about a sponsor for our show and this is called freethinker projects and what they do is they have uh either this is especially geared towards those people rvers or nomad lifestyle uh if you need to get a permanent address in the state of Florida, they can help you with that. They have mail 40 and virtual mailboxes. Uh, they also have notary services and also mobile notary services. So even if you're in another state, they can get things notarized for you online. Also, if you uh, need, again, if you need to establish a corporation in the state of Florida, they can act as your registered agent, which is what the state most states require. Is that you have a physical address in that state that you're incorporating now? As far as the mail receiving, the forwarding services, and again, this is for a lot of people that I know that they spend uh, most of their times having a, the good life, you know, uh, going around to different parts of the country. Uh, basically, what it does is scanning of envelopes, email notifications, forwarding or shredding of the mail, whatever you want, uh, and they can forward your mail and/or packages on a schedule you choose. Okay, so, and of course, they, they get rid of your, you know, junk mail or anything that you don't want. And then you just tell them, where do you want this mail and or packages sent? And there you go. And of course, if you, for any any reason, you need to have a permanent address in Florida, because you want to keep your residency here in Florida, of course, they have... Uh, you. Uh, You need a physical address. You can't use a P.O. box or one of these um, mail service places. It's got to be an actual physical address in the state of Florida. So that's where they come into the rescue. So go to freethinkerprojects.com. They have links there for information and also their prices. As far as the virtual mailbox services, that starts with as little as $9.99 a month. You cannot beat that with a stick. Let's get on to the really good part. And this is about who I have as a guest for today, this lady. This is the first time she's been here on Stories of the Supernatural. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is June Lundgren. She's a paranormal consultant specializing in negative entities for paranormal groups. She is a psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, demon seer, international author, and a nurse. She comes from a long line of psychic women, mentored by her maternal grandmother, June learned at an early age how to use her gifts of mediumship and looked into the future to help others. She uses her ability to see, hear, communicate and with negative entities and remove them. And as a psychic medium, she communicates with those who have died and angels to find answers for the living. Her ability surfaced as a child. And you know, we're going to ask her about that under the tutelage of her grandmother. She learned and honed her other gifts, which included communicating with animals, hands-on healing, and in 2009, she wrote her first published book to let people know that God does hear our prayers, but what we want is not necessarily what we need. Oh, God, that is so true. The result was her first book, A Medium's Guide to the Paranormal. Since then, she has written five other paranormal-based books, as well as two children books. Um, now, uh, just so she, this is as a reference, a, a demon seer, all right? This is a person who can see, hear, communicate, and remove negative entities um, and we'll again we're gonna ask you a lot more about that now she lives in a small farm in Oregon she's a nurse and a full-time at medical clinics and of course she writes her books she's the co-founder of ghost and girls paranormal an all-female group that specializes in negative entities identification and removal and she's also an occult specialist for Northwest paranormal investigative team towards the end of the podcast and also the video we're gonna go ahead and give out all her contact information and her website. And of course it's going to be in the credits of the show. So help me to welcome today, June, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Okay. As everybody could hear, you have a, a family background. I do. Yeah. Psychic uh, mediumship. And you luckily you also had a grandmother that mentored you. Is that what it's, that's what it sounds like.
3: Yeah, my, I was uh, dropped off on my uh, grandmother at a couple of weeks of age. And, oh, okay, okay. And spent the first five years with her and my grandfather. Okay. And she knew right away that I had abilities because uh, she would see the animals come and sit under my crib and <laughs> listen to me. And I would go outside and it would... the wild animals would come as well as the family pets and stuff and so she knew i had that ability and it wasn't till i was older of about like four and a half or five i had always been able to see demons but mm-hmm. they were like most people see them at the, before that they were um you know masses or uh clouds black always black and then one day it changed It was, I could see them, and they were different. They were um, scary. Now, I'm four and a half, five years old. They were scary. And Michael, the archangel who had been with me since birth, said, you know, don't worry about it. What you're seeing is how we see them. You're seeing demons in their true form through angelic eyes. And you're a kid, you don't know what that means in the way that, you know, that you're different. And he said, don't worry about it. I want you to learn from them. I want you to watch them to see how they work, to see what they do. He says, they won't be able to see you because I'll make sure of that. And he said, listen to them. He says, you need to understand how they work. You'll need it later when you get older. And so, you know, you're a kid, so you're like, oh, okay, this is a game. I'll do it. Okay. And... Uh, So up until I was around 18, 19 years old, I'd always been able to see them, understand them. Because they speak in the old language, the Aramaic language, my brain seems to be hardwired to interpret it. But um, I actually had my first experience with one of them where they actually saw me when I was about 19. I was in the military. I was up at Air Base in Spokane. And uh, I got a call. I was working in ER. Got a call from uh, one of the tech sergeants saying one of their people were missing, and they were going to open up his uh, his uh, room in the barracks to find out what happened. And I think they were afraid that they'd find him dead. So sure. yeah. they wanted they wanted us there. So I took one of the other techs with me, and we opened up the door. And he was kind of curled up in a ball over against a wall and he wasn't moving but to the left I could see the demon it was like waiting watching oh so you could see this wow yeah it was sitting there waiting and watching like waiting for him to die and I told the guy that was with me I said let's get him out of here let's get him back to the to the ER so we took him back and uh, got him set up and I went in to start an IV And here's the same demon and it was leaning over him, trying to take his life force. And I got really mad and I said, no, this one's not yours. This one belongs to to the light. And whatever it saw in my face, it like must've scared it because it like gone, didn't come back. And uh, he was discharged from the hospital because of that. Somebody had put angel dust in his soda. he's a, well, he I was like, about
2: to ask you, I mean, yeah. what happened that caused it, him to do that?
3: Yeah, he was a chaplain's assistant. Oh. He wouldn't hurt a fly. You know, he would walk around it rather than hurt it. And some idiot put uh, angel dust in there, and he just kind of went crazy.
2: Let me ask you something, June. Do you think it's possible that whoever did that was under either with some type of attachment or influence from a demon to do that?
3: It could it could be possible they they really like it when they can do harm to somebody who's you know mm-hmm. in the in the service of God so that right that, that's why I asked that yeah that's entirely possible but he had told me I went to visit him before he was discharged from the hospital and I he says I had this dream he said it was really vivid he said there was a devil trying to take my soul wow. and an angel came and stopped him he says it was really strange I said don't worry about it you're okay that's the main thing and at that time I didn't know what resided inside of me it was only in 1988 when I was killed in a motorcycle accident
2: oh (laughs) my god
3: that I fully understood because I went to the other side and Michael's there my grandparents are there and, and Michael's like you're here because you need to understand who and what you are. And I said, yeah, I'm just me. He says, no, you're stuck in your physical consciousness. He says, and he touched my forehead, and I relived all of these physical world lives and like it would probably be about a, a second here. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably you know, it'd probably be hours here, but over there it was a second. And he says, this is who you truly are. He says, look at yourself. And I was like, I looked like him. I was like seven, seven feet tall. I had wings, 12 foot wingspan. My hair was dark, reddish brown. And I had blue green eyes. And he says, this is who you truly are. He says, your soul, you have the soul of Ariel, the archangel. I had never even heard of Ariel. He says, your job is a demon slayer. It's always been that way. He said, you need to understand and start doing your job now and he said don't worry about it you know you'll understand and he says you have to go back now and my grandparents before I left said you're going to have it you're going to have a son within a year you'll have a son and uh, yeah I had just dated started dating my soon-to-be husband at that time and so I went back and it was like 88 you know so it's the advent of the of the internet so Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm looking ariel up and i couldn't find much on her other than the fact that her name means lion of god and she's one of the five that guard the throne of god but michael says you need to you need to understand who she is you need to understand what she does so he did what he called the merge where he merged my consciousness physical consciousness with her consciousness so that I can hear and see and feel what she feels and hears and sees, and I can hear her thoughts, and she can hear mine, of course. But it really helped a lot because <laughs> I learned all about her and her dislikes and likes. I learned about what got her into this pickle. She's, she's, uh, she. It was 1198 A.D. Michael showed me the, like, it was like a video, 1198 AD. And a woman had asked God for help. She was, okay. you know, a, a demon was possessing her. And so God sent Ariel down to take care of the demon. So she gets there and she basically tells a woman, why are you whining about it? You are the one who summoned the demon and now you want and now you want help and the demon came forward and the woman's eyes turned black and and so she reached in and pulled the demon out of the woman she ripped it out of her and the physical body died and god was not happy about that he says this is not the first time he says you have no compassion for mankind he says you're going to go back and relive physical world lives until you learn to have compassion for mankind so this is life number one hundred and thirty-one. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she's a slow learner, but you know, it's like, what can I say? Uh, he's always ch- he's always chastising me. He says you have to learn to have patience, both of you. And I'm like, well, I always want to have everything yesterday. So <laughs> I said, if Ariel hasn't learned it in one hundred thirty-one lifetimes, she's never going to learn it. So you might as well just face that fact.
2: <laughs> that's. Let me tell you, what, what an interesting story. So base, basically, you were seeing this as you were growing up. And, and you know what that reminds me of? And as a matter of fact, the movie was playing not a couple of days ago. You know that movie, Constantine, I don't know if you've ever seen oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And of course, you know, he says, if as long as you can't see them or you don't look for them, you're good. Yeah. But is that similar to what you're describing as far as?
3: Um. Yeah, except what? his uh, what they he's seen you know is Hollywood stuff because oh yeah of course you know it if you there's only a couple people that have seen what I see because I've helped them to see
4: mm-hmm.
3: and one of them was my friend who's a minister and he's like he's like I want to see what you see and I'm like yeah, I don't really think you do you know and he's no he says I need to and I'm like okay Obviously, he says, I couldn't look at them. He says, I couldn't look in their face. He says, what there is in their face? And I said, yeah, I know. I said, they don't really, what they look like is they're seven feet tall, 12 foot wingspan, and they're solid black, and... except their face. The face, which has very little features. The, mm-hmm. eyes, are the, the eyes are the prominent ones. Um, the old demons have yellow, goldish eyes, and the lesser demons, younger ones, have red eyes. And so do the minions, but, um, if you were to look them in the face, you would see every atrocity, every evil that even more than you can imagine.
2: Which I imagine most humans would, that would be beyond, you know, reason to lose your sanity kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Zach Baggins thought so. I told him, I said, you know what? If you want to know, you can hold my hand and you can see what I see. Cause he kept bugging me about it, and so I let him see, and it's like kind of freaked him out, you know. I said, I said he he had ran after he saw the demon. Mm-hmm. He ran out of the hotel and got into a car and got out of there, and he phoned Billy Tully, who was my camera guy, and he says, right. dude, he says, dude, you gotta come back here and let her take that away from you. He says, you're gonna see what she sees. You're gonna hear what she hears he was telling them he was hearing all kinds of things and
2: seeing things
3: so he finally came back and i took it away from him i would have taken it away anyway from a distance but it was like
2: remember you asked for
3: it yeah it's like hello i I told him i said you don't understand i see this every day i said i see this 24 7 since i was a kid i said i'm used to it i said you're not right because he had told me oh i've dealt with demons i'm thinking to myself Yeah, only in a passing way, you haven't actually seen them really seen them. And that's when he insisted on seeing what I see. I'm like, yeah,
4: okay.
2: Let me ask something, June. Do you you think that demons need humans to interact on in this level in this dimension? Or can they do or cause things without any uh, assistance from a human being?
3: Oh yeah, they don't need
2: humans. It's just they don't, huh?
3: No, they don't need humans to do what they can do. It just makes it more fun if they can terrorize and make somebody's life miserable. Then they get they get their jollies off of that. Okay, because you know, they can do plenty of damage on their own. But,
2: yeah, I'm not I'm not even gonna go there with that one. <laughs> okay, so let he let me ask you because it must be, I want to say you know that that saying ignorance is bliss. Like you said, the majority of people don't see that. Because it yeah. makes you think how many people would be able to function on a day-to-day basis if they were seeing this how do you stop from being paralyzed as far as hey i I, I gotta live my a normal life um, uh,
3: it's you know it's when when I first died and went and came back and and I told you know it took me a bit to get situated to get my brain wrapped around it and and michael says you have to understand how this works i'm like okay i said but you know these guys can kill you right and he's like don't worry about it he says ariel takes care of the body and i'm like okay and then i get a call from my sister-in-law and she says listen there's something going on with your brother his eyes are turning black he's growling he's giving me the creeps she says i'm thinking oh really okay possession and uh, so I told her, I said, I'll come down because they live about, you know, 30 miles away from where I live. And I said, I'll come down and you let me know when he comes home, just ring my phone and I'll deal with it. So I, my phone rang. I told her just ring it once and hang up and I'll know who it is. So uh, Michael says, I want you to, you know, pull up outside the house and get out of the car. So I did that. And he's like, I want you to call the demon to you. And I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your mind? And, of course, he hears it. And he's like, no, I'm not out of my mind. Just do it. You'll see. I said, you got my back, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. So both Michael and Gabe are there watching. They're cloaked. And I told the demon to come forth. And it comes through the wall of the house out towards me. Couldn't have been any more than five feet away from me when my consciousness went to the back and Ariel Ariel came forward and she told it stupid demon don't you know who I am and the demon was a demon like once she came forward it was afraid she grabbed it by the throat and said I know you and then she ran she created a white light sword and ran it through the demon and its particles were spread among the stars it ceased to exist and then she went back where she belongs, into the back of my mind. And Gabe and and, uh, Michael are over there laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny? I said, you use me as bait. They, They said, you had to understand that she would always come forward. She would always be the one to protect and to deal with these things. You're just the vessel. You're just the vessel. And I'm like, thanks. I'm Michelle. Okay, I get it. You guys
2: are just using me. I
3: know. I'm laughing. That was my first, that was my first actual removal.
2: What happened with your brother?
3: He didn't even know what happened. You know, it it was oblivious to it, but my sister-in-law was like, oh, he's so much better.
2: You know, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm like,
3: a lot of times they are unaware of it. You know, it's like they don't see it. They don't feel it.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And, uh, I never said anything to him. She never said anything to him either after that.
2: But she noticed the difference, though.
3: Oh yeah, she knows her her aunt was Sibylique.
2: Oh, was you're a, kidding me. No. Wow. Yeah. So she Hans had, Holzer's you know,
3: favorite psychic medium. Yep. She yep. She had some abilities herself, and that's why she called me. She's like, uh, "This is beyond me."
2: This is not a regular old dead person. (laughs) This is like in the non-human category. Right.
3: Yeah. She's like, this
2: is not my thing. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) You you need to help. You know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but like I said, ever since then, it's like, I'm not afraid of them. I don't fear them. I don't, mostly they're annoying. Mm
4: -hmm. The
3: old, the old ones are more of a pain in the butt than the others, but you rarely see the old ones here. Unless, you know unless Lucifer asks them to do a job for him, you know, or okay. have an assignment, because we're just not worth their time and effort. You know, we're not worth it. The, the ones you find in the, in the physical world most of the time are the uh, lesser demons. I kind of liken them to, you know, hormonal teenagers. You know, they're always causing problems, <laughs> running rampant, you know. And uh, they love They love chaos. They love to create chaos and pain.
2: Right, and everything that comes with that.
3: Yep, and the minions. You know, you'll find those. You know, the little creepy crawly dudes, or the, or the shadow people. You know, or the uh, harpies. You know, you get a lot Mm -hmm. of them running around. But mostly, it's the lesser demons that are causing the problem. Of course.
2: Do you think that? How can I say it? Do you do the people that get in trouble with these demons? Is it the people that invoke them or dabble in what they shouldn't or is it being at the wrong place at the wrong time or because you are a good person that maybe you get a bullseye right. on
3: you? Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> I would say about 20% are ones that are dabbling or have invoked them mm-hmm. or trying to summon them. Okay. <clears throat> and some of them, a lot of them are just going in the wrong, being in the wrong place the wrong time, or they're opening a portal, which you can do by doing paranormal investigations, EVPs, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, scrying, uh, doing readings, uh, anything that has to do with spirit communication, it opens a doorway, and then they don't close the door. I tell them, you you know, you open the door because you're doing this EVP, I say, you don't ask for God's blessing, or whatever deity you believe in, and you don't close it once you're through making the contact. I said, that's yes. what causes the problem. And then anything can come in. Sure. It's just it's just a doorway. And they're not going to pass it up. They're going to come in. Of course, in. Not. Of course yeah. not.
2: What do you say about these people that go on investigations and they do that confrontation provocation when they're not really yeah. sure what's at the other end? <laughs> She's I, <laughing>. I, like, <laughs> I
3: like those, especially Zach. I told him before, you know, I told him I said, I'm gonna leave," I said. "You need to understand. Don't provoke," I said, because there are there's a lesser demon here, and there's a lot of creepy crawlies as well. When they had when I had gone in, they told me not to remove the old demon. That they wanted to wait until after the investigation.
2: Oh God! And I'm
3: like, yeah, right, sure, whatever. I'm like, okay, and I did. I promptly removed it. Obviously, <laughs> they could not handle the old demon. So I, mm-hmm. left the, I left the lesser demon and the creepies so they could have a really good you know investigation. But uh, I took those out afterwards. Okay. But there uh, was no, no way I was gonna leave that old one. No way. Uh-uh. And he was, I told him don't provoke. And of course he did. You know, when you watch the show later you can see that he was provoking.
0: Mm-hmm. And I thought
3: to myself, it's a darn good thing I took that old one out because if I hadn't, you know, that old one was already pissed at him. You know, it's the same demon that took his sight in the demon house. Wow. And I told him that, I said, this is that same demon. I said, and he's got a message for you and you better listen and you better heed it because they don't come here for nothing. I said, if you don't, then you pay the price. I said, I cannot help you. And And what uh, did he take your advice or? uh, No, I'm sure he didn't. (laughs) That's, that's about par for the course, you know, but I tell people do not provoke. I said, even if it's just a spirit there, would you mm-hmm. want somebody, it'd be like somebody coming into your house and telling you, get off the couch and do something for me, dance, you know, and make right. me dinner, whatever. I said, that's rude. I said, they were living people at one time. I said, you, you don't need to be rude to people. I said, and if you do,
2: then you get what you ask for. Right. Well, and let me ask you, like I tell people, you know, sometimes people do investigations and they get that, oh, well, I feel something bad. I said, you know what? There's human beings. Let's not go into the non-human entity yeah. that were real pieces of work. And that's to put it kindly when they were alive. Oh, yeah. They're kind I of am. the same. They're dark, even mm-hmm. when they're dead.
3: Yeah. Um, so I tell people, I said, you could sometimes you'll find that you get one that human spirit they were nasty in life and they're nasty in death because... They haven't ascended and they're still in their physical, uh, way of thinking. And so therefore, and they haven't ascended for a reason, I said, because they know what's waiting for them. Their weight judgment is waiting for them and right. they don't want to deal with that either. I said, so these are the easy ones to get rid of. I said, the demons, not so much.
2: Right. Because, uh, a lot of people always mistake these malevolent or bad feelings with a uh, de- demon or non-human, and it's like yeah. no, you there's a bunch of humans running around, dead ones, I mean, especially yeah yeah that they were they were really horrible human beings, and they're just the same when they're dead.
3: Yeah, I mean they don't if they don't ascend, none of that goes away. They continue with their their human thought process,
2: and they don't so- ascend at all. Let me ask you, because I I think this is I know that uh, I get a lot of reports of things happening in hospitals Mm -hmm. when you were with the nursing. How did that work? You must have seen a lot of stuff in those hospitals.
3: Yeah, I worked hospitals for about uh, 30 years. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to work in a clinic or setting or something like that where. You know, I don't have to see these guys every day because you see a lot of them in the hospitals waiting for people to die. You mm-hmm. see a lot of them in the nursing care facilities, assisted living places. And it's, it's like a, a shopping mall for them. Really? You know, they, they try to take the souls of those that are dying, ones that they feel would be useful to them. Okay. Because they utilize them. There are places where the demons can't go into. I have, I create what I call a black salt. It's a special one God gave me the recipe for, and it's blessed by Him. And anything that's sealed or anyone that's wearing the black salt, the demons can't touch. They can't get through the barrier of the black salt being laid down. So what they'll do instead is they'll take a human spirit and they'll make them go inside and give the person... Uh, bad dreams or move something or or physically touch them or scratch them or something like that and so okay. people automatically think that it's a negative entity when in reality you know the the human spirit can't help it it's it, the demons there you know
2: controlling So basically, it basically you're saying these demons are using a human spirit mm-hmm. a discarnate human spirit as a Basically as a as a tool, for lack yeah. of a better word.
3: Yeah, yep. I've seen them do it over and over again. And if they can't get through, you know, the, the protection, that's what they'll do.
2: So what happens the black... to these people that are about to die? I mean, is it, are they more susceptible if they're not spiritually awakened or?
3: Yeah, if the, what happens is the demon will watch them and see if they're, you know, sufficiently good enough for a victim you know and if they have any if they have any like negative tendencies Mm -hmm. or you know things like that then they utilize them they don't really bother too much with the good ones it's the ones that are nasty in life that they kind of utilize
2: June have you ever run across anybody that's been perfectly possessed and by this I mean somebody that's actually surrendered totally to the possession
3: uh, only one comes to mind and that one was about five, six years ago. And uh, I did a show called uh, Ground Zero Clyde Lewis. And in the week and, and in the week after uh, the show, I got about 200 requests for help. Well, I'm sorry, what was the name of that show again? Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis? Okay. And so you got
2: 200 requests. Yeah, in the
3: first week, it took me like several months to get to get everybody taken care of. But one of the major ones was a possession case. And the woman said that she had been possessed for 20 years. And I told her, I said, well, send me a picture so I can see what's there. So she sent me a picture and I'm like, oh, like crap. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of you guys hanging out in there. So I had a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine who's a ordained minister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my partner in crime for the Ghosts and Girls Paranormal. <clears throat> and I told him, I said, you guys want to go along? I said, this is something, this is a case you're not going to see very often. And I said, you've never been in on a possession case. And God told me that my friend uh, Stuart, who's an ordained minister, he, God says he fears the dark ones. He says, you need to take him. This will, re- this will restore his faith. So I asked him if he, he said, you're always wanting to come. I said, so here's your, here's one for you. And bring your, bring your, all your tools for of your, uh, of your uh, clergy. So he came, we go upstairs to her apartment. We knock on the door and she answers, well, the body is hers and the demons were in full possession. Their eyes were black and she was growling and, and she says, go away, be, and I'm like, and she slams the door. My friends are like looking at me like, what just happened? I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, don't worry about it. You're going to knock the on that door, door again. again? Yeah, so I knocked on the door again. It's like, okay. And she was in control for a moment or two. And so we went inside. And usually it doesn't take Ariel more than a minute or two to do a removal. But because there actually ended up being 11 entities. What? In, in, in position. Yeah, they're all like sharing the wealth. So um, it took me about two and a half hours to get rid of all of them, but one. Mm -hmm. And the last one was hiding out. I can look into their brain and find out why they're there and what they want and how they got there. So I'm like, oh my gosh. I said, you were supposed to do a job for Lucifer and you just didn't bother to do it. I said, ooh, he's looking for you you're in trouble and i said if you want to go home i said i can ask jesus to take you home if that's what you want and he's like i can go home i said yes i said if you truly want to go home i said i will ask him to come for you he's like i can really go home i said yes and i asked i said you know ariel was saying ariel said jesus come forth my two friends are standing in front of me, and they part ways as this huge hand and arm of brilliant light comes out towards the woman. And the demon's, like, tempted to take it. And then it, at the last minute, it says, no, 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 you're lying, you're lying, you know, I can't go home. And it went back inside of her. And so Jesus withdrew his hand. And Ariel's like, so be it. And she said, Lucifer, come forth. And Lucifer appeared at the end of the hallway. And he walked down towards where we were. And my friends were like freaking out. And and he told the demon, get out of her and come with me. And the demon refused. And Lucifer looked at me, Ariel, and said, I know you don't want me to harm the female. Says, if I rip the demon out now, she will be harmed. says, I'll come back for I'll come back for it. So he turned around and walked back down the hallway and disappeared. What my friend saw was a black figure in a fedora, double-breasted suit, spats, that type of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but they both said they couldn't look at his face. It would just, it hurt to look at where the face should be.
1: Every day we rise
3: My, my friend, the air, our friend Stuart says, you know, f- just for a split second, I thought, are you crazy? You're, you're summoning Lucifer. <laughs> he says, right. only only for a second, and then I remembered who and what you are, and and I was okay with it. I'm
4: like,
3: yeah. Even to this day, it was five or six years ago. They still can't wrap their hands or their heads around it. It's still so what but, happened, but it restored his faith. And uh, about three a.m., we're all in our respective beds and i heard lucifer say it's done everyone heard a voice say it's done i heard lucifer say it's done and i called the woman the next day and she says it's been 20 years since i felt like this she says i feel empty i said please 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 get counseling i said you have ptsd from this i said get counseling as far as i know
2: she she did she did start counseling so that's good how did she did how did she get them i guess how did, and you know asked for it or no no she didn't
3: ask for it she went into a location with a friend that was shall we say had a lot of negative uh, activity there okay there are certain places and it doesn't have to be you know like a jail or or a prison or any place like that or an but, asylum or none of that yeah yeah it doesn't have to be that in fact i ran into like five or six of them in a in a warehouse one day, but besides that, uh, but it, that's how the first one started. And once you get one, it's mm-hmm. like you got a free beer sign up. Come on down, free beer. You know, it attracts right. others. So you know, once that's that's why when I do a removal, I have to cleanse them with the white light because it's the residual energy from being. You know associated with these things whether they're attached or in possession it will attract other negative entities it's like oh our buddy was here let's let's come on down here yeah Man, so don't they ever get jealous that they don't want to share the human
2: i know this no. is a silly question but they don't care
3: no. no they don't care the only one i know of that really it bothers is shadow people shadow people like their own territory they mm-hmm. do not want other entities in their place, in their, what they consider their territory. If you see more than one shadow person in a place, that's unusual because usually they don't like to share even with their own kind, that's it. But now demons, that's a whole different thing. They travel in packs. They're like dogs, they travel in packs, yeah. You know, they will carry one to one lesser demon will have maybe two, minimum two to five uh, little creepy crawly dudes that hang around them it's kind of like a shark with pilot fish you know the pilot mm-hmm. fish kind of go around and and clean the shark and travel with the shark clean up the leadings well it's like that way with the, the demon and the sh- and the uh, creepy crawly dudes
2: everybody like uh it's a uh, yeah they, they they benefit from each other's uh company mm-hmm. i guess if you want to look at it yeah, that way
3: because the the little creepy crawly dudes will
2: find victims let you know, me ask you: When you say places. those creepy ca- crawlies, are those the things that you hear some people say? I saw this little, either a three-foot thing or a, like a something very low to the ground, go around the yeah. corner. Is yeah, that what you're yeah. talking
3: about? Yeah, okay. they can make you see them as like uh, a little, uh, just a little person, a black person, uh, big spider, um, whatever your fear is. They look into your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. and they pull out
3: what you're afraid of with me it would be spiders i'm not afraid of them i just don't like them so right. they try to sh- they try to show themselves as spiders and i'm like bugger off I-, I can see what you truly are so just don't even go
2: there with me right because you hear some hauntings that are on the dark side mm-hmm. that the people will say I-, I i kept seeing something small you know mm-hmm. like a or smaller even than a child yeah And they keep seeing it out of their corner of their eyes. And it's like, in other words, some of them don't even look human. It just looks like a thing. No, it
3: doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And they'll crawl up the walls and on the ceiling and, yeah, things like that. They like to do that, really. Whatever will freak out the person. That's what they really like.
2: Right. They, and how about, uh, do you, uh, have you come across any, whether they're demons or elementals or anything like that? That are attached to a piece of land because you hear about that sometimes happening.
3: Oh yeah, um, you can. I've come across both. I mean, you know, elementals are usually there to protect the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very curious. I've run into what would be people would real would say are gnomes. Uh, I've run into fairies when I went to the UK. Uh, you know, just little little nature guys. You know, mm-hmm. and they're they're cool every now and then you'll get one that's a pain in the rear and that can be pretty nasty but for the most part they're just concerned with protecting the land or the water or okay. the trees whatever they're quite interesting um but i just i you don't see them that often they have a chance to
2: stay away from us which is a good thing oh you know uh, sometimes yeah yeah i can see we're it would uh some people are not on the same pages with something and i'm going to call it non-human because at the end we'd when they're non-human even though yeah. most people you know they only think of humor or demons and there's a lot of un, you know how can i say it uh entities or whatever you want to call them yeah.
3: Yeah, that don't fall into
2: of, either camp
3: yeah there's a lot of shades of gray um the watchers are one of them
2: mm-hmm. they're
3: kind of they're kind of neutral and you know very rarely do you find one that's either one way or the other, either dark or light, they're usually pretty uh, neutral. They they have a tendency to just watch. If they find someone interesting or someplace interesting, they'll watch. For, they can watch for years, you know, because for them it's just a moment in time. For mm-hmm. us, it's years. It's just like right. demons. They can demons are like stalkers. They can stalk you for years, weeks, months, days. Before they decide, make a decision to either attach themselves to you or to just go the other way. It's all about: Do you meet my criteria? Do you meet what I need? You know, are you easily influenced? Or do you have weak faith? Are you? Do you have substance abuse issues? Do you have mental health right. issues? Are you in an abusive situation? You know, they they have a list of their requirements. And so to speak. I'm glad you <laughs>
2: me- you mentioned that thing about mental health because some people think that you know, as far as um possession or influence or whatever and mental health they're one is exclusive of the other have you run across people that it's you have both things you might have somebody with a mental illness but also that there is that demonic turbulence yeah, yeah. I've around run
3: across, them run across quite a few of them because they're an easy target for the negative mm-hmm. and especially if they have abilities a lot of people with mental health issues have abilities Yes. And they hear, they hear the negatives, they hear the good ones, they hear the bad ones. And of course, people say, oh, you're hearing voices. Oh, you know, you're mentally ill.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like, right. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, I don't think so. But there are ones that have mental illness, and which attracts these things, and they basically start uh, torturing the poor people.
2: Right, right, exactly. And that's my point, that a lot of people don't realize that maybe this person might or might not have you really don't know but it doesn't mean that that they they they're not aware in whatever maybe ability they have
4: Mm -hmm.
2: of something from the other side
4: oh yeah
3: and like you
2: said you know when you drop mm -hmm. it in there do you hear voices it's like yeah but
3: yeah exactly and what are the voices telling you
2: (laughs) people always ask you know
3: what are they telling you you know
2: right Uh, and i understand you know because and I was doing investigations. I ran across sometimes. I, I, I came into contact with clients that I realized that, ah, okay, you, I wonder if, you know, I, I'm here as a paranormal investigator, but right. part of me is wanting to tell you that you need to go see professional help yep. if you're not already, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I've run across maybe a handful of them that were true, you know, mental illness where um, there was nothing negative there, what right? Was there, what was there was usually something good, trying to help them. But they, of course, insist on seeing it as the other way. And mm-hmm. I try to, you know, tell them it's not negative. You know, this is this is something that's good, something that's trying to help you. I said, yeah. I said, are you are you seeking counseling? Are you in counseling? I said, if you're not, you should probably. Get some counseling, let them help you uh, determine, you know, the cause of these voices. And, and uh, so they're trying to get you some help. That's, you have to look at it that way. You can't say, well, you're crazy
2: and that's the way Oh, no, 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 <laughs> you no. Know, yeah, I was like. <laughs> no, that's the like, last no, thing I no, no, wanted no. to.
3: I know. It's like, yeah, yeah. But I've, I've seen people that do say that. No, what you want to
2: do is it somehow, out. you know. You some people i'm sure they welcome them. that advice and others will give you the, the look like there's nothing wrong with me
3: yeah yeah i know it's like as my son asked me he's like mom he says are you the only normal one in your family <laughs> I, have, I have i have three brothers that are bipolar I'm oh like, i was gonna say yeah and i said well if you count seeing dead people
2: normal then i'm okay yeah i'm good. okay i'm okay i'm 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 good yeah,
3: yeah i'm good so that's okay
2: <laughs> so june th- um when you go out, I mean, let me ask you, how common is it to see, let's say, a demon? I'm not even going to go with a regular old dead person. Is this um, something that you could go days and days without seeing one, and then you go someplace and you see one, or are they just running around everywhere?
3: Um, right now, with all this pandemic stuff for the last year or so, there's been an increase in demonic activity. I bet, yes. And it's, you know, they're there are more and more I get about 20 to 25 sometimes 30 requests a month for help yeah it's you know and I work full-time as a nurse still so I have to do it like on my days off and you know my weekends off and Mm -hmm. days off but um it's it's more common for me because they're attracted to the energy which resides within me. They don't know what it is because demons are kind of of stupid. They're like a lot of people. They look at the outside. They don't look any deeper. Mm -hmm. So they just know there's energy there and they're attracted. And it's like I tell them, I say, you do not want to piss me off and you do not want to have her out because you will be sorry. And that's the end of it. And they usually have a tendency to turn around and go the other way.
2: well and let me ask you when you do you do remote do uh can you yeah. do work re- work remotely with somebody
3: oh yeah most of the stuff i do because i can't get to them mm-hmm. is done remotely all i need is a picture either of a either of the location or an individual and i see i make the i know when something's there okay so just when i get a picture it hones it in for me because then i see I can connect with the demon and see what it is, how long it's been there, what its goals are, and what attracted it to the individual.
2: To begin with.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> I've I've removed them as far away as the Netherlands and Australia. You know.
2: Just, yeah. The wonders of the internet, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. Just send me a picture. Okay. No problem.
2: <laughs> so, June, what happens with somebody, and I'm going to go with the addiction profile, who that, they're battling addiction organically obviously Mm -hmm, right and you work with them and you you get whoever was causing the problem or aggravating it how's that out yeah yeah once Um, does that person can that person pick up another one or does how does that work for somebody that that's
3: a lot of times their body a lot of times the addiction starts out on their own Mm -hmm. but the demon the demon is attracted because of the addiction issue okay And so they will amplify that. They will ramp it up to where the person's obsessed with the drug or whatever the addiction is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they will, it's a vicious cycle. They'll never get away from it. But but once you, once you remove the demon who's amplifying everything and it basically egging them on, it's easier, it's easier, it's easier for them to get help because then they're like, they'll wake up. It's like, You know, my life's in the toilet, you know, I need. To do right. Because
2: yeah, you hear about these people that have addiction problems and they really, really want to stop. They really like, mm-hmm. I have like, it's, you know, I'm done with this And they, somehow or other, they can never get beyond the, uh, go into be sober in other words. Right. Right. And yeah. what you're telling me that story, it makes it sound like maybe you're no matter what you're, despite your best intentions and apart from the addiction thing, you know, I understand right. that. Right. Um, the, the reason why they never get to go further than a certain point is because maybe they have some attachment mm-hmm. they that's have the influence, yeah. That influence, and, that's yeah,
3: and that will stop them. It'll every time they try to think of getting help, this thing will you know ramp it up more. And it's the same way with people that are having you know negative entity problems, and mm-hmm. they try to get a hold of me, and they're like the email doesn't go through. Um, oh my god they, i've heard of that they, they can't they can't get a hold of me by phone they can't even get to my website um you know eventually yes. eventually you know they get a hold of me and like i had one guy say you know i tried two years ago to get a hold of you and i sent you an email and i figured you just weren't interested i'm like uh no i never got your email because i i mm-hmm. keep i keep all the emails that i get from the people wow okay to ha- you know to help them just so I can look back and say, okay, what, what happened here? What kind of problems that we have?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So if they come to me again, then I know what their history is on, with this sort of thing. But they try everything, and sometimes they'll shut down their phones. You know, the, the number won't go through, you know, all kinds of different things. Some, I've had some even mail me a letter to my P.O. box, and I never get it because they're always interfering.
2: You know what? And everybody says, I, I call it paranormal sabotage, by the way. Yeah. Because people think, you know, people think of the paranormal or whatever. That it's only like, you know, if you go to the haunted place, I said, you know what? They could do a bunch of stuff from electronics to, I mean, even, you name even it. Even
3: landlines. Even landlines. Yes. They can uh, call through the landlines.
2: And some of the stuff you don't even find out till after the fact, like what you just described, where maybe you don't get a piece of mail for yeah. some reason, the, the, the mail carrier does; it drops into the back of their truck. Um, yeah. a bunch of different ways where they deep six, the connection between yeah. you and that other person.
3: Yeah. People think that and like they can do, they can utilize landlines to move through, you know, they try, they can travel through the landlines. They can travel through the cell phones. Um, Jeff Ballinger called me to get me on to, um, ghost adventures
4: mm-hmm. and
3: he called and we're talking and then all of a sudden he hears this growling and he's like what was that like, oh, <laughs> no. i said nothing just a demon continue
2: <laughs> and he's like okay
3: <laughs> he was like all right i said don't worry about it It happens all the time
2: yeah i've 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 experienced it myself i've had uh, audio and visual stuff go from one second to the other just and it's yeah, like I, yeah. I test all my connections everything and it's like oh, yeah. I know where this is coming from
3: yeah they'll come through my car radio you know and they'll tell me you know you can't I'm on my way somewhere you can't help them blah 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 and I'm like oh just bite me will yeah, just move on get a life
2: <laughs> well, and, 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 and I know that for a lot of people that that's really hard to um, to think that they they have that ability because they like you said a lot of times they they look at the hollywood version mm-hmm. that you hear like oh it you know the pulls you out of bed by your feet or something dramatic or you know yeah, well, and that, that uh
3: does happen, but that's what
2: they told. can be much more subtle though than
3: that oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's, they start out slow they start out, they have a certain mo that they you know a formula they use and and most of them pretty well stick to their formula but uh i have a new book coming out called uh demon seer the awakening oh set. okay and it talks about it's the first of a four volume set it
0: mm-hmm. talks about
3: you know how the negative entities work in the physical world right now you know what how they work uh what what they do in your in your everyday lives it i, I talk about how they control people of of great importance and okay. stature and I also have a couple of really good uh, chapters in there. One on um, protection,
4: mm-hmm. and one
3: on where to find out, where to find help, and how to, and how to help yourself. And in that, I've I've talked to like Keith Johnson and his mm-hmm. brother, and some deliverance ministers, and uh, and the bishop, Archbishop of the Order of Saint Michael of Exorcists, out of L.A. Put all their information in there for okay. people to because I've talked to them and and they're more than willing to help these people. So I put all the information in there so people have someone
2: to go to. So let me ask some June, this is for the people that when you say you use the word exorcism, they automatically think of Catholic exorcism rights. Okay. Right. Yeah. The, from if you want to think of as far back as when the exorcist came out oh, yeah
4: yeah
2: okay to everything after comes after that like in other words if you if you really got a, a full-blown actual demon the only ones that can save your behind is a catholic <laughs> rite of exorcism from what you're saying that's not the case all the time that, that that's not anybody really it.
3: yeah it's not the case most of the time the problem with that is i asked michael one day i said Michael, you know, the archangel, I said, why does it take the priest so long to be able to remove a demon? Mm-hmm, I, said, right. I said, it's, you know, it takes some, I've seen it where it takes some uh, weeks, months, years, even. years. Yes. You know, yes. and he's like, it's, he says, it's doubt. He says doubt, either they have doubt in, if in their ability to do it. Mm-hmm. They have doubt in the process itself. Or they have da- doubt in their faith. Their faith is falter, faltering. He says you can't have any kind of doubt. To, do, to have that doubt is a weakness. And the negatives know that. They they know the weaknesses. Uh, the minute the, you, the minute they see you, they know. They go reach into your mind. They know your weaknesses. And you'll right. never. You'll, it'll take you years. He said, if at all, to get these people, you know, cleansed. He said, "You can't have that." He said, "You don't have that." Plus, you have Ariel inside of you. That's the difference. They do not. He says, "With Ariel, she just, you know, she when she comes forward, people say that there are wings coming out of my shoulders, that my eyes turn white, and I look about twenty years old, and my voice changes. So I have physical manifestations that happen Mm -hmm. once she comes forward. For years, for years, when I was doing removals, I." you know, people would look at me strange, like, Mm. and I never knew, I never thought about it. And you're thinking, why are they doing that? Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. And so a friend of mine says, you know, don't you, that this is what happens? And I'm like, no, A, I don't have a mirror. B, I'm a little occupied removing the demon. So no. (laughs) Then everybody is like, oh yeah, that's what happens.
2: So June, considering that you have that that, that, that ace up the sleeve. I'm going to call her that, yeah, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever run across a situation or demon or something that you were like, wow? No. Like this is like, I guess, whether it's an old one or an ancient one or.
3: I've run across some pretty nasty ones, you know, mm-hmm. old ones, you know, and that's, that's par for their course. But okay. even Lucifer doesn't scare me. And I have a friend that there are eight archangels in the world today that are reborn in human form. Okay. And I know, I know where all of them are, but one, I'm one of them. And I have a friend in Scotland who has Haino the archangel on him. Mm -hmm. Haino and Lucifer were best friends before the war. Okay. And um, he still respects him because that was his decision. He respected his decision to fight on the side of light. Mm -hmm. Uh, So from time to time, Lucifer visits, and, and it's like, he's like, Elle was over and we watched a movie the other day. And I'm like, okay, okay, because, you know, Hanel, he's, <laughs> he's there to see Hanel, not the physical shell. So it's, it's hilarious. I said, well, next time he comes, I said, uh, ask him what he thinks of Ariel. And so uh, about a month later, or so he says, L was by again. And I asked him what he thought of Auntie June. I'm like, shut up. he says i asked him what he thought of ariel and his response was respect the assassin (laughs) the executioner sorry yeah yeah (laughs) you better because it was michael that disarmed lucifer and it was ariel that disarmed his son
2: in the war so let me ask you do you only work on demonic cases do you work on people that uh with just regular old dead people
3: yeah, I like I like to get those cases. It's like it makes it, it's like wow, this is cool. I get I get a normal okay. case. Yes, I'm I'm excited about it when I get a normal case. Right. Because you know, demon work, you know. That's why when I developed the logo for Ghosts and Girls, paranormal, mm-hmm. I made it fun. You know, it's two girls, one holding out a recorder. They're going. They're peeking around a corner, and there's a ghost behind them looking worried. You know, like, and because you know what you do is dark, so it's like you gotta have a sense of humor. Come on, you know.
2: Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Considering the subject matter, it's like don't yeah. take yourself too seriously. Like, let's let's lighten sure. up because if not, it can get very dreary.
3: Yeah. I, I just you know, and the reason I took on a a partner and and formed uh, Ghosts and Girls was when Ariel comes out when I get to a location, Ariel comes out. She has no diplomacy whatsoever. Absolutely none. She knows the minute she reaches the location, she knows where it is. She knows what she has to do. And she doesn't like to waste any time talking about it until after the fact. So uh, she'll, Wendy will come in with me and she'll be like, this is what's going to happen, Da blah, blah, blah. She tells them what's going on, what's going to happen. Um, she can sense them. She can't see them like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, she's more empathic. And so I just go in and do the removals. If there's any, any little creepy crawlies running around, she can she can, uh, bat them back towards me, and we take care of business.
2: Let me ask them, June. Do you think that the presence, whether let's not even go that let's not even go the route of a demon, but one of those creepy crawlies, could those promote uh, hauntings? Oh yeah, yeah, they can. They uh,
3: And they like to scare kids. I got called into a local place where the child was seeing, you know, uh, negative things were happening, but the child was seeing this huge spider. And it was living in his closet and it was coming out. And, you know, first the parents thought, oh, you know, it's it's your imagination. And then they they actually saw it when it was a creepy crawly. So it's like, and they can stir up anytime you see a creepy crawly around it stirs up paranormal activity
4: mm-hmm. you know it,
3: it's and if there are ghosts there most of the time they want to get the heck out of dodge they don't want to have anything to do with the creepy guy really yeah you know, they'll hide they'll do anything they can to get, get away from it
2: yeah like like let's 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 yeah. not
3: yeah because they know its master is not far behind
2: right and it's like okay let's not do you and i'm not going to mention the the show i'm going to leave that Whoever, when and I ask this question, whoever knows will know what I'm talking about. Do you think that there is such a thing as some, whether it's a house or a piece of land that is so haunted or so demon infested or whatever, that's like, pack your crap and leave,
3: <laughs> you no. know, as in the people living no. there? No,
2: I, there was that same show.
3: I worked with a couple of the clients that were on that show mm-hmm. and um, did the removal in a matter of minutes okay and they were fine after that
2: all right and you know why i'm asking that because to me it seems like yeah wow.
3: yeah. yeah i know it's like oh nobody can live here it's cursed it's like blah blah blah
2: yeah it's well, like yeah, yeah yeah good luck no. on you you know hope you know yeah. like hope you find the yeah
3: yeah find yourself find yourself a chaos magician find yourself a shaman find yourself this find yourself that it's like right. really uh bye it's like, yeah. you know, no help? That's what I loved about Paranormal State.
0: You mm-hmm.
3: know, I mean, they can say what they want about Ryan Buell. But right, I liked it, and I liked him because he actually got them help. He got, yes. you know, psychologists. He got priests. He brought in yeah. Lorraine Warren. You know, he got mm-hmm. mediums. Anything he could to help. Right, right. And that's important. You don't see that much on the, quote, unquote, ghost shows. That no. That everybody goes see. in for the shock
2: factor and then it's yeah like,
3: or you know or oh well yeah you've got ghosts uh see ya but they're not mal- <laughs> <It's> like,
2: but <laughs> just just you're not going crazy and now that we assured you that you're not by the way thanks
3: yeah yeah we're, we're off we're, we're on to our next case
2: thank you exactly and i, <laughs> I tell did. people you know for a lot of people it's like you, you made me feel so much better knowing that you confirm my worst fears
3: Right. Now, are you going to help me? Uh, no, and know, a lot of times there is no.
2: <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something. I, I, I've talked about it where you get so many people that it's like, okay, you know, this is it. Where And of course, what I tell people is that, remember, you know, especially when they're looking for help, you know, as in a paranormal group, it's like, okay, maybe you're not sure or maybe you're really definitely sure you got a problem. But it's uh-huh. like, what is this group, group going to do for you? After the fact, because you're the one that's got to stay living there. Yeah. Are they going to run around and give you a recording and really for sure now you maybe you might even, it's even worse than you maybe even thought originally and they're going to tell you, see ya.
3: Yeah. You come in, they come in, they stir up things and it's 10 times worse. It's like people say, you know, well, I think I have something negative here and, and this is what's happening. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I saged, and I'm like, oh, crap. I said, listen, I said, one of the things I tell everybody, if you think that you have a negative inhuman there, do not sage. I said, A, it's not going to get rid of them. B, it's going to piss them off. And the activity will ramp up because they know that you know they're there and are trying to get rid of them. Right. And this is... Don't do it.
2: Well and this is the and um you know and sometimes I've told people, you know, you can have a mix of things. Yeah you can have ghosts of humans, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you might have somebody much darker in the background.
3: Yep. Yeah, the puppeteer, yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah,
3: unfortunately. You know, and people think that, you know, if they have an attachment It only affects the individual that the demon is Uh, attached to, but it doesn't. It affects Mm. everyone within that individual circle. Of course. Because what they want to do is they want to isolate that individual to make them vulnerable, to make them easier to manipulate. Yes. And that's, that's how they work and people don't seem to understand that it's like it's not just going to affect you it's going to affect your husband it's going to affect your children it's going to affect your animals animals are very sensitive and they're targets for demons oh yes you know absolutely i went in on a case i was called in on a case where two of the pets were killed they had uh, a bird who had his neck its head twisted off they had uh, a rat who had was in a cage that was the half bars were like less than a half inch apart from each other. And the head was pulled through the cage bars.
2: Yeah. Like how did they, yeah. What does that?
3: Yeah. And it died and they were working on killing the service dog.
2: So there was a service dog also they were going for. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So they got, I got in there, you know, before anything else died.
2: But when I
3: got there, I saw in my head, in my mind, I see this, a pentagram out back and I'm like oh crap so I go out back and I told Wendy I said stand over there about eight feet mm-hmm. I'll stand on this side and the woman's like there used to be a pentagram there I'm like yeah I know I can still see it and these things there was a, a, a satanic group that was using the forest behind the house
2: for their, oh, oh
3: my for God. their meetings and okay. they were kicked out because, you know, the people complained about people, as was, in the
2: residents of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: The so they came in at night and drew this pentagram in the back and summoned the demon. So How nice they, of them. Yeah. So it's like it took care of it, but it's like really. I said, yeah, I know. I said the pentagram's here. I said so was the demon. There was actually a spot on the ceiling in the house where. You can see it moving. Uh, it was a black entity. What they saw was a black entity, what I saw was a demon. Mm-hmm. And when I did the removal, it was gone. After the removal, it was gone. You know, they,
2: something that you mentioned, June, which a lot of people don't realize that you said that they try to isolate. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, sometimes when there's a target person, let's say a family, let's say I go with a family group, that they target and for some reason, they're the only ones that end up witnessing. So everybody else mm-hmm. in the family looks at right. them like, I never saw that. I never heard that.
3: Like you're crazy. You're yeah.
2: crazy. And you're like, but this is not like I think I imagined that this is in my face. And they don't realize that sometimes they do do that. It's very manipulative. And people think oh, that yeah. they don't. And they can They can't choose one person and isolate them even from the family itself by having them be the only yeah. witness. What ends up happening is
3: once they got that individual person, uh, convinced that they're crazy, then they start working on the rest of the family. Things start being thrown. Uh, you know, they hear voices in their ears, they hear growls, you Mm -hmm. know, all kinds of things. I've seen them, you know, they, I was called in on a case where there was a demon entombed in the ground, which was uh, released and it was entombed in the ground because it it was supposed to do a job for lucifer and it failed so lucifer entombed it in the ground and so there was always problems in that area and what did okay. man come what did man do he came behind he built new homes there and opened up the ground uh, but, the de- but the demon knew it couldn't go back to hell because lucifer would kill it so it was causing problems. The husband and wife bought the house and the woman never had a sick day in her life. And within a couple of weeks after they moved in, um, she started having health problems. Ends up being full-blown cancer what? of, of a kind that was very, very rare. It's like okay. one in you know, 10 million and she was dead within two years and oh. she was trying to she was trying to tell her husband there's something here i keep hearing things i kept seeing things and he just thought it was you know the chemo or whatever right but it was it was actually the demon that caused that it was an old demon it caused her cancer it activated cancer and uh, after she died you know he started having things start more and more stuff started happening he was pulled out of bed he was you know he was attacked, scratches, biting. You know, this was constant. Nobody wanted to go there, come and visit him because the, the air was real heavy. There was all kinds mm-hmm. of things, negative things happening. And he had he called in a paranormal group and they told him, oh, just put these crystals in all four corners of your house and everything will be fine. And I'm like, what? And of course, he got up the next. You know, he, they started. Put, the demon pulled him out of bed again. Started attacking him again in the night. And he found the crystals the next morning. All of them were broken in half. And that's that's when he called them and said, you know, <laughs>
2: that's I, not that didn't thing. work.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he said, well, I know somebody that can help you. And the person that I knew said, you know i can't deal with this these are these are demons he says i I can't do it he says this you need to call this guy and get get him some help so i went over and i took my friend again the ordained minister and his wife Mm -hmm. and i said well i know where the demon is i said it's upstairs so i said i need to go upstairs right away so as we're going up the stairs it tried to push uh tried to push uh Stewart's wife down the stairs. Fortunately, she grabbed a hold of the handrail in time, and it reached in. I saw it reach in to squeeze his heart, and I jerked it away. But he thought he was going to have a heart attack, so uh, I got got rid of that. And then I asked it. I said, "Why are you entombed in the ground?" Because I had heard about places where they say nobody can live because it's cursed. Because You know, that all this bloodshed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you in the ground? And it wasn't going to tell me. And I asked Michael and Gabe. They grabbed a hold of it and said, tell her. So he says, I was supposed to turn a bishop against the light. And I didn't do it. And so Lucifer condemned me to be entombed here. He says, I can't go back. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to send you back and what happens to you happens to you not my problem and so i sent him back to the darkness i'm like smiling because i know lucifer's gonna gonna have take great pleasure in punishing him it's like you know you shouldn't be here in the first place there you go you caused a lot of pain and suffering you need to go but it's it was you know he had a it was like a the eye of a storm he had a portal outside his shed was sitting on top of a portal there were elementals there there were human spirits that were there there were indian spirits that were trying to protect the family and it was just like a hodgepodge of different things Yeah, had a parade going on there yeah yeah and the indians are like we tried to help we couldn't help wow. we thank the, and they thanked me for helping and i told the uh, the guy that was there i told him i said come feel your i said put your hand on this your tool shed here and he put his hand on there. I said, you feel the vibration? He says, yeah, he says, it's vibrating. I said, that's a portal. I said, you can feel the vibration from it. It was vibrating so hard that it was like the broken glass that were, that was in the shed. Cause it was an old shed was like falling out. Okay. I, did, I said, this is a portal. This is what it feels like. And I said, we'll close it because it needs to not be open like this. I don't know how it got here, but it needs to be closed. So closed that, sent the human spirits home, and he was able to sleep in his house without any problems. His grandfather actually was in the house with him, trying to help him.
4: Mm-hmm. His
3: grandfather he had never met from Italy. I said, it doesn't matter that you never met him. I said, your, your blood, your family. Right. I said, he's trying to protect you. And uh, so... He sold the house and moved away. There were too many memories there with his wife and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't usually get them back. You know, once I kill them, they're dead. Once I send them back, they don't show up in the same location again because they, they fear her. But you also have to cleanse the area and the individuals of any of that negative energy because otherwise it'll attract more.
2: Right. In other words, what you're saying is you don't have any uh, like revenge or vengeance type. Once you, they're gone, no, <laughs> they're gone, they're gone.
3: If I'd even, if Ariel even remotely thinks that they, there's a, a chance of that, she just kills him. She doesn't care she oh. likes it she'd rather kill him anyway so there you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what number of lifetime did you say number on? 130,
3: 131
2: <laughs> because i was gonna say uh, i think that she might be around for a little bit more than just
3: no that. no actually god said you know about a year ago god said you know
2: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are
5: gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
3: these books that you're writing this is the accumulation the demon seer volumes he says these these are the accumulations of all the knowledge that you've acquired in all your lifetimes he says there's going to be four volumes he says i want to do four volumes one for each thing one for the dark one for the light and one
2: for heaven and one for hell so let me ask you once she finishes or learns her lesson for lack of a better word yeah what does she do then? She doesn't need to be incarnated with a human nope. being then?
3: Nope, she, she's, she hates being in the show, but this is, this is her last lifetime. She gets to go home and do what she does. She needs to be a demon, see- a demon slayer, and that's what she does. She's one, she is a member of what is called the Legion of Light. It's comprised of Michael, Gabriel, Ariel, and Raphael this legion of light was created long before the war between heaven and hell because at one time we were all white light and what came about was we used to have physical lives in another planet you know hundreds of thousands of years ago Mm -hmm. and the entity that we call god found us and we were like primitive and warring so he helped us evolve get rid of uh, disease and uh, war and our whole goal during uh, when we fought, before we evolved was the pursuit of knowledge you know okay. learn everything that can be learned see everything that can be seen and so we evolved into pure energy over time and once everyone finished evolving into pure energy then we traveled all the different galaxies ever everywhere and for hundreds of thousands of years. And then there came a time when, you know, there the group of them, about I would say about seventy percent, said, Listen, we're tired of this. We want to have physical bodies again. We want to have children. We want to know physical love. We'd like to experience all that we can that way. Okay. And then Lucifer and his followers said, No way, uh-uh, it's not what we want. We do not want to be subject to disease, to growing old, to pain. We don't wanna do it. We don't want to. And that's what started the war. And the war, would it would probably be equivalent to 100 years here, but it was only a few minutes on the other side. But once uh, Lucifer was disarmed by Michael and his son was disarmed by Ariel, God says, I'm gonna give you exactly what you want. You're never going to be able to take on physical a physical form again you will not be able to be reborn but you can't live among us so he opened up a rift into a dark realm and he ushered them in there and said this is where you this is where you'll live from now on you can't live with us and at first they were good with that because you know they didn't want to be physical anyway so then they had you know lucifer had his own realm but mm-hmm. over time they've grown you know vengeful, angry you know they just they just turned nasty and they've become, they've taken on the apparent, appearance of what they are, the dark. So that's why they have a dark appearance and that's why they want to seek revenge on humans because human physical bodies contain a white light soul.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's all about seeking vengeance.
2: Right. Exactly. Even though they got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. What was it that you said about it's not what you need. it's not what you want it's what you need?
3: Yeah. Says, sometime... you, yeah. God says I give you not what you want but what you need. Exactly, and that's the way it works. Yep.
2: Anyway, thank you, June. It has been great to speak to you. It has yeah. been so interesting. And for my podcast listeners, where can they get a hold of you?
3: They can. I uh, have a website called Mystic Connections with an S. dot org o r g. or you or demonseer.com either one will they they feed in together to the same uh, website or they can find me on Facebook or Twitter um, under June Lundgren Um, I'm going to be speaking at the Las Cruces Paracon in New Mexico in October the first weekend in October and I will be speaking at the ghost Oregon ghost conference the last weekend in March of next year
2: that's right. You know what? People forget that for a year and a half, almost all these cons were shelved.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Everything exactly.
2: was put on the back burner. And yeah. now they're, you know, all these venues are able to bring back in all the whether it's the horror cons or the paracons. Right. They're allowing them to. So, yeah. And I'm thinking March and I was like, yes, the all these cons usually they're they're planned almost a year ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are yes so when you said you were working on a new book when is that supposed to be out do you know yet
3: um i wanted to get finished i have to finish the editing so it'll probably be a couple more months because i have Mm -hmm. to go back through it and edit it and then i have to send it to the editor i'm like halfway through it right now and you know things have to flow a certain way and you know there's a lot you have to do in order to, (laughs) to make it printable so to speak
2: let me tell you something nobody understands how Time-consuming editing is the written words. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I believe me. I understand totally where you're coming from. So again, <laughs> thank you so much, June. It has been absolutely wonderful to talk to you, and I want to wish you the best of luck on your projects.
3: Thank you. I've had a great time. I love. Take being care. Here. Take care. Bye. bye. I
2: hope to come bring you back when your other book comes out. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, darling. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. okay see this is what i like this is you know when you talk to somebody and you i'm sure you've uh you know there's been other guests that have come on here same thing you know things start happening for them for them from uh childhood and Luckily, in her case, she had a grandmother that helped her along to understand what it was. And um, how can I say she she's taken it in a stride because I can't think of any better way to to describe how she handles her abilities. Okay, and I'm glad I asked her that thing um, because and, and I've said it before. Whether it's how can I say it i don't I, I hate to use the word exorcism but let's use it for like everybody understands that word it's a lot of people think that whether it's the catholic right the one that nobody gets because you need the pope to sign off on it or whatever or whether it's a deliverance minister she mentioned something really important and it's called the belief belief is really what it's all about which means you could be the grandmaster exorcist of wherever. And if your belief is not there, that you are more powerful or you have dominion over that being, whatever you want to call it, okay? Like she said, either it's not going to work or it's going to take you weeks, months. I've mentioned that before. You, you know, you hear of uh, even the Vatican, they they, they've, sometimes they put out information that they've had people being exorcised On a weekly or monthly basis for years okay and then you could get uh somebody there that who's a minister of a small little church in the middle of nowhere with 25 uh parishioners or whatever attendees whatever you want to call this person has faith they walk in that faith and they believe it like there is no doubt in their mind about the power of what they are capable of and they have, they can do that one deal. That's it. It's gone. It's out, because they have the faith. They have the belief of what they're doing. And uh, I, I, I'm glad she mentioned that. Okay, it doesn't have to be a drawn out thing. However, you know, and I asked her again when you know when I told that, that thing about the addiction. We're going to use addiction, but again, it could be anything. If you keep on engaging in what got you into trouble, well, let's go on with addiction. Let's go into Ouija boards or weird shit like that. If you get somebody like her that comes and cleans up the mess for you. Okay. Human nature being what it is. A week will go by. A month will go by. Maybe a year will go by. And all of a sudden, it won't be, Ah, oh, it was pretty scary. It was pretty bad. But, oh, my God, I really want to do this. Or you get somebody, a so-called friend, which is not really a friend because you would never tell your friend to do Why How do we do a Ouija board? Day? Or let's do this or let's do that. And people tend to forget about what they just went through. Okay. Point being that if you engage again, in the activity that got you into trouble in the first place? You know, yeah, she could have banished that one demon. We're gonna use the demon. Let's let's go with the demon thing, even though that's not my favorite, but okay. Guess what? You could get another one. <laughs> it sounds like there's multitudes of them, all right? And did you see that first case that she described where she had somebody sprinkle something in the chaplain's assistant some angel does basically that probably sent this guy got to know what planet they went to you don't think that let's use that again that example of the ouija board you were you were dabbling in stuff you shouldn't have that you can have a so-called friend or acquaintance after x amount of time when they think your fear factor has lowered and you kind of like it was bad but not that bad you know you forget about the times that you were like running around with your hair on fire like if your hair was on fire thinking oh my god and they start uh telling you or inviting you hey why don't you come along we're gonna go someplace or we're gonna do x y and z all right you're thinking nah they can't that be that manipulative can they? they 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 how could they do that you mean they could actually like set somebody up to like lure you uh well yeah yes they do and they can huh? the same way you know you've heard i'm sure of uh, pedophiles that they groom their would-be victims well you could get another um you could get another uh demon it says, hey, the first thing that attracted the first one to you or whoever, or whatever. you know what? This person doesn't really remember how bad it is. They're kind of not afraid anymore. They're not cautious anymore. I'm going to nudge them along to the place I want them to be at so that I can jump them or I can get or I can wiggle my way in there. Okay, and that's the way it happens. That manipulation through another person. By the way, and I'm, some people have heard of it; other people have not. Where some people say, "Well, I'm going to go with the uh, let's go with the Ouija board, the séance, or whatever, the invocation." I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to be there. I'm just going to be observing. Big mistake once you have found yourself you by the way you do not have to be you could be the person standing in the corner over there watching for you to get get targeted if you think that just because you're not uh doing it doing this whatever they're doing or or saying the words we're invoking or the magic spells or what or dark i hate to say it's usually some type of dark magic even if you're over there in the corner kind of like that guilty pleasure kind of deal because but you're not actually doing it so i'm okay right with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
5: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Wrong. Wrong. You need to stay out of that. How can I say it? Out of that setting, huh? Because, and and it's some for some people, it's a really hard thing to capture in their mind that you will forever have kind of that mark where you have a susceptibility to this. Okay. Which means don't go back and get yourself anywhere near what got you into trouble the first time, whatever it was. All right whatever it was, because this is not like, you know how you have some diseases that once you get it, that's it, you're immunized. So, hey, I don't have to worry that I'm gonna catch whatever it is because um, I've got antibodies. This doesn't work that way. This is, no, There, as a matter of fact, sometimes you kind of even have a little bit of an earmark because maybe that world where all these dark beings exist already aware, like she said, of what, your weaknesses and it's like man that person fell before okay let's send so and so well whatever and sometimes contrary to what people think what if they don't want you per se to torment you but they want to use you as an instrument maybe they want to use you nudge you along um how can i tell you um encourage you uh to do things that you know aren't right big, but, but their ultimate aim is not, they're just using you. Maybe they want to get to another person and that you fall into, because, you know, a, a lot of times, and I've talked about this as far as that there's four levels, there's influence, oppression, obsession, and possession. Okay. Let's say at the influence level where you're just being used, you're in, uh uh, uh the, the means to the end of what, who or what they want to get. All right, and if you put yourself in the vicinity of where they're lurking, or whether they're be, or whether they're invoked, or in the company of people, chances are they could say, "Well, what can we do right now with so and so?" Well, you know what? We could get this person to uh, sprinkle angel dust on that person. You know, and I'll give you a, for example, and I know people go, "Oh, Marlene, that's so." You know, nobody knows, and we didn't ask her, what was the history? Why would this person do this? Like sprinkle angel dust on somebody's food or whatever. You know, was it just an act of pure malice? But then you think, okay, pure malice based on what? Did these two people have an argument to the point where one is willing to do this? Okay, well, who do you think might have maybe have sparked that disagreement to begin with? okay or and or not only an argument people have arguments okay or disagreements and sometimes there's people you really dislike man like I do not like this person for whatever reason but between disliking somebody or sometimes even hating them I'm going to use the hate word but doing that it's like no yeah I really like this I dislike this person intensely and I don't like to be around them but between that and actually physically doing something, there's a gulf, unless unless you have a little help from the other end, where all of a sudden, maybe they aggravate your dislike, or the wanna get even, or you know, a bunch of stuff that goes on in people's head, being fed in there to drive them to do something like that. My point being that sometimes people are used in a lot of different ways. They're just one link in the chain of maybe who is the ultimate victim or the ultimate target, okay? And along the way, every time, they can get this person to act or do things that are contrary to maybe to their nature. That's it, it's like, you know, when somebody's pulling down on your leg, but they're pulling you down slowly, and every time, and by this, I'm not talking about that we're perfect human beings God knows we're not okay but I think that everybody who has a moral compass all right the psychopaths I know you know you don't worry about this but you know you know what I could I could wish this person go over the side of a cliff that but that's as bad as it's gonna get okay or, you know, if this person was pushing up Daisy, I wouldn't shed a tear. Okay, that happens. This is not, it's, this kumbaya thing between humans, is, I'm sorry, but that's make believe. But between that and actually doing something, act, the execution of a plan and or action to harm somebody, either directly or indirectly, that right there is where sometimes you get that darkness which uses you whispers in your ear uh, comes that other voice telling you don't do that don't do that that's wrong or you're gonna get in trouble or hey you're you're overreacting to this or have you thought of the consequences it shuts out that inner voice dialogue that most people have when they're really mad you know or they're upset but they just dislike somebody that Kind of puts you know the brakes on like man i wish i could but i can't i won't or it's not worth it or you know this person's a real jerk or a real sob or they're like but no, i'm not gonna do that there could be a variety of reasons why you stop but you stop that's my point some people at the end of the day it's like ah, i couldn't deal with it if it, you know what if i did this and it was killed this person or it was you, you know in other words it just it's like it's not worth the, the payoff is not there unless unless you have something that is even opening doors for you in some cases facilitating it for you causing arguments with that person who maybe is their intended target all right And a lot of people think, man, that's a lot of convolution. That's a lot of manipulation. It's like, hello, we're talking evil here with a capital E. Again, this is what I'm saying that, you know, a lot of people rely on their perception of this is what you just see in Hollywood. You know, Mm. you projectile vomit, pea soup, or all of a sudden you're you're levitating or you're being pulled out of bed quite rapidly by your foot Uh, that's very dramatic and it's great for movies but in truth some of the way this works is much more subtle much more far-reaching much more planned and sometimes even takes weeks months whatever for things to to basically bear fruit where that person does it whether it's saying a lie about somebody to know that or even the, let's go let's go the ultimate or even killing them you know and that, in their mind it's, in there's there's this moment of insanity where they think I'm justified in what I'm doing or I'm gonna feel so much better once I do this that okay. That's I think where the danger lies as far as what June was talking about when uh, she talks about people sometimes engaging in things that they shouldn't. Uh, and uh, let's face it, once you're out of those woods or somebody like her comes along and saves your butt for lack of a better word, this is uh, there's no guarantee that that's it that you're it's not like a lifetime guarantee nobody will mess with you from the dark side ever again uh sorry i beg to differ i don't think that that's i don't think that that's the case i think like all human beings and for the reasons she explained whether they're envious of us or you know what was it uh, what movie i was watching the other day uh the prophecy the original one the one with Christopher Walken that's such a good movie it's it's way out there Um, playing the part of Gabriel the angel who couldn't drive but basically the 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 this battle between angels was envy or jealousy or whatever you want to call it and of course humans were caught in the middle and of course possession of a dark human spirit isn't that interesting but anyway, guys, I hope you like the show. I really enjoyed speaking to June. You've heard her mention she's got some some paracons or uh, I'm, uh, that are coming up. Your best bet is to go to her website, which she mentioned, and which I'm going to have a link in the show to to check out. Not only what events she's going to be at, also uh, her books, the existing ones and any new ones. You know, maybe when she's ready to release it, she'll have like a release date or a link to where you could get one. Um, and you know, this is, um, this is a very, I, I get a lot of people asking about this type of thing as far as, uh, again, the seriousness, but at the same time, the hope or the, I don't know what to call it. Wait a minute. The, the knowledge that, Hey, there are ways to take care of these situations. Okay. And address them permanently. Uh, that you, you you do have the power. That there are ways to resolve these things, without moving out of your house. And I know some people know what I'm talking about. And I've said it before in other shows. But anyway, guys, again, please go to miamighostchronicles.com if you want to get links to the videos, and to the podcast versions or the MP3 files that you can hear without commercial interruption okay by this i mean i have links to all the podcast platforms that the show is on but of course the majority of these platforms are going to let you listen to it for free but there's going to be uh advertising if you go to the links that i have there on miamighostchronicles.com or nightshadediary.com or uh stories of the It will take you to the podcast version, uh, which is an MP3 file. Again, you click it and you can listen to the recording on your browser if you want to download the MP3 file. For later listening, you can do that. And of course, there's no commercial breaks on that. Uh, Again, I'm working on my second book of this one. Let me see if we could. Yes, there I have this. Which is, this is the first one of my film Noir Murders, number one. I have number two coming out, which is called. Hot Dame on a Cold Slab Film Noir Murders Number 2 and it should be out in September I haven't, I'm aiming for September 9th and uh, it's going to be uh, stories about true crimes during those I want to say that the years between the world wars and that time period very interesting uh, like I said they're going to have a hodgepodge of true crime, they're all true crime some of them have resolutions some of them are solved some of them are not uh some of them you don't even figure out who was the victim uh and if if that's your bag baby then that's going to be the book i'll probably have some giveaways also around that time where i will be sending out some books but i will keep you guys updated on that so in the meantime again i want to thank you for coming back every week and spending this time with me i've got a lot of fantastic guests, a lot of fantastic guests lined up, ready to come on Stories of the Supernatural. And I hope you'll join me there. We can, we can listen to other interesting stories. So take care and see you next week.